friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at real religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is William Moala, pastor of the Paravista and the Gawler STA Churches here in Adelaide and it's really wonderful to be able to share with you today's show. Uh, this week we're taking as our theme... Uh, which started yesterday, and we're in uh, part two of this week's theme, Truth in an Age of Fake News. And today, my co-host and I were looking at the question, what did the New Testament teach about deception? And so today, as we have been every Tuesday afternoon here on Drive Time, my co-host is Eric Hoare. Eric is the Bible worker for the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship uh, ministries um, here in South Australia. Welcome to the studio, Eric. Thanks, Pastor William. Great to see you a smiling face. Yeah, again. it's good to always to catch up in the middle of beginning of the week, actually, and we get yep. to connect and you know share a bit of what's happened in the last few days. So yeah, so how was your weekend? Um, how did how's things been for you since the last time we we're in the studio? Oh, fantastic! Yep, uh, last Saturday we're up at Birdwood Church and uh, had a lovely service, and that Beautiful. day was actually my wife's birthday, the fifth, so, <clears throat> the fifth of March. Wow. Yep. So uh, a couple of um, my children came to church. Uh, I shouldn't call them children now. They're <laughs> adults married. Brought their families up, and we went to uh, Gummeraka Park and had a picnic there, which was lovely. So I made a fuss over my wife a bit there, which wow, is always good. beautiful. And that was a lovely day just at Gummeraka. Anybody's never been to Gummeraka and, and gone to the park up there in the hills, absolutely beautiful there. And we had a lovely picnic, and so we catch up with the rest of the family tomorrow night. We were going to have another tea, so her birthday kind of stretches out a bit, uh, <laughs> and that was good. But listen, I don't know if you know what today is, uh, Pastor William, but it's March actually, the 8th. What day, What is it? It's actually International Women's Day. Oh, wow. Which is recognizing women from all around the world. Okay. And I heard it on the radio coming in, and I thought, well, that's a great thing. So I give a shout-out to all the women that I know in my family and at yeah. church uh, uh, and really appreciate you. But I think also we've got to think about the women around the world that live in conditions of slavery or sexual, you know, problems and yeah. things. Uh, all around the world, um, you know, there are, are women that don't get the rights they do here. I think it's good to recognise that that does happen and needs changing, you know. Yeah, and so today is International Woman Day. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Sounds like you had a, a wonderful time with, with your lovely wife and, oh, and yep. your children. That was all good, yes. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we and then the rest of the week's been pretty busy. I uh, caught up with some friends from church and we went out somewhere. And tomorrow we've got our usual Bible study with our Aboriginal um, folk. If anybody would like to come yeah. along to Elizabeth Church tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we run a little uh, Aboriginal group there, but we welcome anybody. And So that's uh, a uh, Elizabeth uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church Seventh-day on, on Main, Main North Road there. Yeah, it's on Peterswell, oh, sorry. Peterswell Road, just opposite the Elizabeth uh, the Elizabeth Shopping Centre, yeah. actually. Yeah, so we run that tomorrow, and yeah, so it's pretty full on these days. I'm supposed to be retired, but uh, semi-retired, <laughs> but it's not happening. And and my my thoughts go out too to Pastor Gary. I hope he you know he's getting better. Yeah. I've heard, and I think he's starting his walk, walking program again. Oh, okay. And the listeners would know that he's right into that. Yeah. Uh, so I never go walking with Gary because I reckon <laughs> I'll be running. You know, <laughs> he's that tall. Well, yeah. Pastor Gary, if you're listening, um, we are our thoughts and our prayers are with you. And uh, we hope to see you back in the studio, um, you know, when you're ready and you're able. So um, uh, keep up the faith, my brother, and we're keeping you in our prayers. So mm. so um, that's awesome, Eric. Um, so how about we switch gears? Let's go to our um, 
our World Watch time. It's our World Watch segment where we kind of share something on the on the world stage. And I thought, continue on with the um, the situation in Ukraine, um, Eric. Um, I just want to read and uh, share an article with our uh, listeners today. And I've grabbed this off um, Christianity Today. Um, this is a website, uh, ChristianityToday.com. This was an article that went up um, probably a little bit over a week ago. And uh, the article is titled, um, During Sunday Siege, Ukraine's Churches Persevere. So it's basically about what's going on in the, with, within, with regards to the Christian churches. You know, how are they uh, dealing with this, um, you know, this situation with Russia invading them and all the, you know, the tragedy that's coming out of this, this war that's unfolding before our very eyes, you know, as we're watching it on TV and whatnot. So let me just read a little bit of this article. Yeah, during Sunday siege, Ukraine's churches persevered. So the article begins says, as Russian troops met stiffer resistance than expected from Ukrainian soldiers uh, and citizens in Kiev and other cities, pastors in both nations adapted uh, Sunday worship services appropriately. Now, this is a quote here. It says, the whole church prayed on their knees for our president, our country, and for peace, said Vadim Kalinchenko, I think, of his church in Kamianka. 145 miles south of the capital. Then he goes on to say, this pastor, after the service, we did a first aid training. Rather than a sermon, time was given to share testimonies from harrowing days of air raids. Many psalms were offered and uh, this pastor's message centered on Proverbs 29, 25, where it says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. I'll just probably read a little bit more. Both disruption and ordinary life were on display at Calvary Chapel of Svitlovodsky. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Apologies to my Ukrainian friends out there. Uh, it says, Andrei and Nadia displaced from Kiev by the Russian missile barrage on Thursday. Now, this article went out February 26th. Exchange wedding vows amid great celebration. Wow, this is... This is Couple got married in the midst of this mm. missile, these air raids. <laughs> Scheduled to be married this weekend in the capital, the couple was instead sent fleeing to Nadia's home church, 185 miles southeast along the Dnieper River, with a request for an impromptu wedding. And here's a quote In the middle of a war? That doesn't make sense, said Benjamin Morrison with ironing. But during war is when it makes the most sense. What better reminder that even war cannot stamp out love. And what better way to say that we serve a higher king than to rejoice in the midst of chaos. And there's a little bit more there, but um, but yeah, a well, bit of a snapshot of what's happening um, with our, you know, Christian brothers and sisters over in Ukraine. You know, here's a, a young couple getting married in the midst of this crisis. Mm. There's a pastor there in one particular church. He's you know, praying, reading through Proverbs and Psalms, you know, those beautiful um, passages there in the Bible. And um, I love this little part here. It says that they were, um, rather than a sermon, time was given to share testimonies. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yes. Because, yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen on the news, they've shown um, <clears throat> people going in to pray in the Ukrainian churches, actually on television as well. Yeah. Um, groups of them meeting, and all around the world, you know, people are, are putting up prayers for the Ukrainian yeah. people. And when you're talking about marriage, they actually showed um, a couple in the Ukrainian army being married 
uh, on the battle. Well, oh, oh, within the army themselves? Yes. Oh, wow. They had their, all their uniform on and everything, and they were getting married. You know, oh. somebody there was taking the vows for them. So, you know, the power of prayer, eh? And, you know, that's what we need today uh, to bring peace into the world. Uh, it's sad to see this happening in our day and age and, yeah. you know, all this hatred and um, and weaponry. The money that's being spent on weapons is another thing as well. Yes. Especially with all the disasters around the world and things happening, drawing the attention away from these things uh, to the war is very sad. And seeing the loss of life and the people fleeing from the country, going yeah. into Poland and surrounding places, escalating as it is, uh, very, very sad. And, uh, of course, here we see the effects. I heard that uh, my son went past the petrol station now it was $2.20 I think for a litre of petrol wow so that's so over two bucks now yeah so in yeah. some places it's going to go higher so but all this but that's not the thing is it it's a loss of life and, and the tragedy of it all that is so sad yeah. so prayer is the thing that we need to do we need to all get on our knees and pray for the people over yeah. there and, and just real quick Eric before we um, move on from our World Watch segment because it's not just pastors in Ukraine. There's also, there's actually yeah. clergymen in Russia who also mm. see yeah. um, the nonsense of this um, this so-called mm. war. So um, let me just read a little bit here about a um, a particular um, Russian clergyman. Um, it says here, um, Boulder still were a number of pastors within Russia. Viktor Sudakov, senior pastor at New Life Church in Oh, these names. Yekaterinburg, I think, the fourth largest city in Russia, changed his Facebook profile photo on Thursday to incorporate a small Ukrainian flag. On Saturday, he changed his cover photo to display the flag and the trizub, I think, the gold trident from Ukraine's official coat of arms. The action by the Pentecostal pastor, part of the Associated Russian Union of Christians of Evangelical Pentecostal Faith... <laughs> That's a mouthful. Drew hundreds of comments. And here's one quote. Brother, I always thought and said that you were a brave man, stated one. There is no price tag for what you are doing now. And so to give it a snapshot. There's, there's Russian ministers and clergy who, you know, voicing their... Um, they're, um, you know, they're against this whole war, you know. Yeah, well, there's people in Russia protesting against this war as well, and that's a huge risk because, you know, um, even Putin now has put Australia on the list of threats to their country. He's yeah. highlighted that. But people in Russia, to stand up to the KGB and to the, the, yeah. the secret forces over there, it, you put yourself at huge risks, and they've killed opposition leaders, you know, yeah. people before. So I'd take my hands off to them you know it takes a lot of courage yeah. and to stand up in russia and do what they're doing and people praying in there is so wonderful absolutely so wonderful and um just just real quick lastly on this article it's um this this how come this um the associated russian union of christians of evangelical pentecostal faith roskhve that's the acronym but it says here right on the end of the article it says on friday they released an official statement Quoting the book of Acts in reference to God's appointed places for people to live. And it says here in quote, part of this uh, statement, regardless of the causes, war is a terrible evil, the group stated. God has called us to love and the primary values should not be the specific outlines of borders, but human souls. Then mm. it says praying for peace, quote, to be restored as quickly as possible, end of quote. Evangelical Union call for fasting, quote, until the divine resolution of the fracturicidal conflict. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with the um, the men and women of Ukraine, and uh, it's so heartwarming to see that even Russia, um, there are souls there, particularly Christian clergy, who are praying for what's happening in Ukraine. And so, I uh, just thought we'd give shine a spotlight on what's happening there um, overseas, just um, in our closer to home here in Adelaide. Um, um, Eric, um, you know, um, Living Ministry Media, they host the uh, Friday Night Live here. And uh, I had the chance to do a just a very short prayer in the program. But um, ah, I forgot the lady's name, but she is a member of our uh, one of our churches here, Morfitt Vale SDA Church. And she was, she's Ukrainian. Mm. And, and she was just sharing some first-hand accounts. She, she knows uh, a very close friend there, just scared for their lives um, of what's going on in Russia. Oh, sorry, in Ukraine. And, you know, watching her, because we was in the studio, and, you know, as you would know, Eric, you've been in the studio to do the prayer and do your little segment. You kind of just watch from the background and you're kind of waiting for your turn. But then when she spoke, everyone in the studio was like listening to her, even myself and the few of us that were behind the cameras. Mm. And it was just, uh, it was a moment, to be honest, yeah. to just hear of, of what's happening. And here we are in, in, you know, Australia where we don't, experience some of what's going on in, in some parts of the world. So we are very lucky. And to hear that lady from um, Morpha Vale Church um, to just share of her pain, you know, you can really tell her, she was very emotional about the whole thing. Mm. And so, um, yeah, just brought it a little bit closer to home, you know, just to hear a first-hand account from someone who is from that, that country and, and, you know, the real story. So, so she has relatives over there, has she? Yeah, she's got relatives there and mm. she, she has close friends as well. So, um, yeah. So we want to just pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Mm. And so all of our listeners, uh, please, uh, uh, please pray for, for the nation in Ukraine. And yeah, to echo the thoughts of the article that there are clergy there, in, even in Russia, also praying that this would end as well. And so, um, so that's our World Watch segment. Um, we're going to go to a break, in, but before we do, I'd just like to uh, introduce again uh, our free book offer for this week. Um, the book offer that we are wanting to put in your hands is a, a book entitled The Truth, The Whole Truth, and Nothing But the Truth uh, from George um, R. Knight. And so the book is really along the theme of what we're looking at uh, today, talking about this whole concept of uh, fake news and all this. And so here's a, here's a little part I'd like to share with you on regards to the book. It says, is there a place where you can truly find the meaning of life and the path to eternity? Is there a message that contains the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? This book turns to the thousands of pages of the Bible from which so many people have found answers to their most profound questions. If you would like a copy of this book, The Truth, The Whole Truth, Nothing But The Truth, we'd like to give it to you as a free gift from our Faith FM uh, team. Why don't you text the code word SA35 to 0488-880811. Once again, that's code word SA35. Please just uh, very quickly, please don't put any spaces between that code word. you got to put SA35 Text that through to 488 and follow the prompts from our friendly bot and we would love to send you out a free copy. So there is our book offer and uh, we'll make another uh, offer in the midst of our show. Please don't go away. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
place that leads this inner home from death to life forever and sings the song of righteousness by blood and not by You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with myself, uh, Apostle Will Mawala, and I have my good friend in the hot seat, my co-host Eric Hoare, who is doing a wonderful job with the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministry uh, here in South Australia. If you've just tuned in here on Drive Time BQ&A, we're taking as our theme, started yesterday with our team, but we are on Tuesday, which is part two, Truth in an Age of Fake News. <laughs> and today we're looking at the specific question, what did the New Testament teach about deception? So, Eric, 
passing the time to you. Um, why don't you share with our listeners today, how does the New Testament of the Scriptures, does it say anything about this idea of deception? Yeah, so much in the New Testament. Oh, there's yeah. so much there. There's so many texts uh, involved. Where do in you this. start, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I'd like to look, first of all, what deception actually means. You know, looking at the Latin and the Greek, and the Latin, the Latin word root actually comes from decepia, which means to ensnare, to size or take. It can be, uh, it actually emphasizes things like easily caught up or carried away or to be ensnared by error. Uh, right. so what it's saying is that indeed so easily are we carried away by the latest trends or fashions or thinking of the world and having been carried away, we're ensnared by error and to some degree that cuts us off from truth. Right. But the Greek, Roots to the, the Greek words. There are several words in the Greek New Testament that often get translated deceive in English, but by far the most common is planio, which means to go astray, to get off course, to deviate from the correct path, roaming into error or wandering off. And it, planio is the root of the English term planet, meaning a wandering body, not, okay. staying, not staying on a straight course. Wow. So we get some sort of idea in the New Testament what it's actually talking about. Um, and the Greek New Testament nearly always conveys the idea that the sin of roaming takes us from the truth. We roam in sin and thereby we move away from the truth. Okay, so deception, I guess you're breaking down the word in the, um, in the, the Greek, which is the original language of the New Testament, and you're mm. saying it, it, it's where we get the word planet from. Yes. It's kind of roaming in the abyss. Well, it's talking about a wandering body, like right. the planet, meaning wandering body. It's a it's a mess that's okay. wandering. Yes, and thus we see that the Greek emphasis is that we go astray or led astray, and we wander off. And Isaiah the prophet spoke of this. He said, "All we are like sheep have gone astray." Everyone to his own way in Isaiah 56, 53.6. So that says that sheep are wayward animals. You know, they wander off. And uh, and yeah. in New Zealand where I come <laughs> from, there's heaps of sheep. Yeah. And I've seen them. There's a hole in the fence. Yeah. And they're everywhere. And you can't get them back through the way they've come in. But also, humans are like this as well. But at least a sheep knows a shepherd's voice. Yes. So that's the key. But too many of us will listen to anyone but the Lord and follow them. Mm. So that's the, the the kind of difference. So I'd like to look at deception. There's actually three areas of deception if we've got the time right. to look at it. And the first one is that we are sometimes the victim of deception. Yes. And the scriptures frequently warn about this. There's heaps of texts on this. Matthew twenty four eleven says, Do not be deceived, Jesus warned. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and will actually hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and mislead many. So there's quite a bit, in, even in that text alone, where it says that uh, that many will fall away. Right. They will. So he's talking now to the disciples and to the people that are listening, that they will fall away. They will also betray one another. So and and this leads to hatred of one another. So, so Jesus. So you're, so you're saying, um, Eric, you're reading the Gospel of Matthew here. Mm. And um, you're saying that Jesus actually spoke about deception. He he spoke about it that it will be one of the, I guess, what one of the things that will happen as 
as time plays itself out. You yes. know, you mentioned him there in verse 11. Yep. And we see that here, this talk about hating one another and betraying one another is actually within the Christian church, which is sad. So this, you know, often we talk about the love of the world is going to is gonna get bad at the end of time. We're actually looking into the church here that oh, okay. this will happen inside the church so as well. So it's both. It's not just out there. It's inside the church as well, as you're yes. saying. And there'll be a division. There'll be a dividing line. I think today with the shaking of COVID and everything, we actually see these things happening where opinions are not respected, that you know, there's a moving away from the love of Christ. And right. it says that many false prophets will arise and will, will mislead many. So it's not just a few that are going to be misled, but there's going to be many right. that's okay. going to be misled. And Acts uh, 20, 29 to 30, Paul talks about this. He says, I know that after I leave... Uh, uh, savage wolves will come in amongst you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So here okay. it's talking about like savage wolves. These are uh, people that want to tear people down. Right. And they are misled. They are false prophets. And it says here that they will distort the truth in order to draw away the disciples after them. It's interesting, Pastor William, but they did a study in Britain of 1,100 parents, and it showed that nearly half failed to identify Noah's Ark as actually being in the Bible. <laughs> and uh, these were actually Christian people who, who weren't reading the Bible. Right. Americans revere the Bible, George Gallup says, but by and by and large, they don't read it. And because they don't read it, they've become a nation of biblical illiterates who can easily be deceived, you know, of what's in the Bible. So, so that's really interesting. But, you know, Second Peter 1, 3, uh, 1 to 3 says, but there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers amongst you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. So here, these are pretty strong words here, saying that they they have depraved conduct, and they bring the way of truth into disrepute. And in their greed, these teachers will fabricate stories that will exploit you. Right. So this is um, uh, a thing that uh, will happen at the end of time, but it's not nothing new. This happened way back in the Old Testament as yeah. well. There were different theories by uh, other people who didn't like what Paul and others were preaching. And so they brought in different theories and even that the Christ wasn't Christ. And so, and so we have this today where we can yeah. find this even within our own churches. Uh, so uh, the wheat and the tears grow together, but it's not us to decide who is who or what is what, but we can tell by the Bible if we're being taught false doctrine. And I think that's probably an important point to um, to raise, um, Eric, because you're saying that you're referencing that the Bible is a credible um, source of information, if I could put it that way, because we're looking at the, the theme for this week um, – you know, truth in an age of, um, you know, fake news. And so I guess what I'm th- thinking as well, Eric, you know, because, because with the arrival of the internet, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's online, everyone's searching and everyone's pretty much coming up to their own conclusions based on whatever they're watching, whatever, 
you know, speaker they're listening to. Mm. And, and it seems like with the arrival of the internet, which was meant to be um, make uh, information more readily accessible, it's actually, um, there's a double edge to it that it's actually causing a lot of what, I, I guess a term that's being, you know, in today's circles is misinformation. And I think probably clearly um, with this COVID pandemic, you know, when it happened, you know, when it broke out in the last year or so, um, the amount of, of, I guess, misinformation, I think that's what makes it so confusing is because there's so much information out there that, um, you know, unfortunately, not everything you read on the internet, not every person you listen to um, is credible. And I think that's what makes deception so deceptive because you can be listening to something, reading something, watching someone, and if, you know, you may not realize whether that person, what they're saying is is credible, you know. Um, I'll give you a quick example, Eric. There's... um. This, this name may not mean anything to you, but it's certainly making the rounds on social media. There's this fellow by the name of um, Joe Rogan, and he has a podcast and very big following is this fellow from the States. And um, quite recently, going back to um, just last month, there was a particular uh, a singer. Uh, he was a musician and um, basically... Um, yeah, he wanted to pull down his music off this social media platform called Spotify. Um, I can't remember the, the guy's name. He's, he's, his name may come back to me, but he basically said, I don't want to put my music on the same platform as this Mr. Joe Rogan because, because he's spreading all these lies and stuff about COVID and what's, you know, and so he felt his moral duty <laughs> to pull his music off. And mm-hmm. so that raised a number of other questions, you know, of where do you draw that line and, and what, Responsibility that social media platforms have because you know social media like Facebook and that you know how much of that is true what what people are reading on their posts so yeah so it's a bit of a tricky world now where where these social media platforms have been basically used to um, propagate a lot of fake news. Well, that's right, and it's got much much worse and harder to know what the real truth is when you yeah, when you you exactly. know I've been throwing stuff through the internet, through emails and uh, Messenger, uh, Facebook. I've had uh, things thrown to me uh, that uh, have been brought out all sorts of theories and things, and to actually know and walk down the right line with everything that's going on. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think we have to all of us make judgments on on what we're going to read and what we're going to follow. Yeah. And that's the key, you know. Uh, and to find the credible sources is a big thing. The Bible is the biggest credible source that yeah. I know. And I go to that for source and comfort, as we yes. all do. And But we can be deceived on many, many things. You know, I've had uh, theories put out that the what's happening in Russia, uh, the buildings being blown up is old footage from a war from the past. And these buildings really aren't being blown up. Right. And the people dying really aren't dying. They've actually died before and they're resurfacing <laughs> these photos. And I get all sorts of things thrown at me. Yeah. I just I just study my Bible. I read and uh, and do my Bible studies. But at the end of the day, the thing is that Christ said that these things will happen. The deceivers yes. will be here. He says, "Do not be worried." You know, he says when he shows the signs of the times, and these are signs of the times. He says, "Do not be worried." You know, these things will happen. So what do we concentrate on? Do we sort of concentrate on, on theories and different things? I, I really believe that the scripture leads us into all yeah. truth. You know? And it's important you mention that, Eric, because, 
you know, Jesus also says in the, in the Gospel of John um, that he says in chapter 17, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Mm. And so you're saying what, what I'm saying, what we believe is that the Bible claims to be a truth-inspired document. Mm. And so here is Jesus 2,000 years ago um, saying that, you know, towards the end of time and that there would be a rampant um, deception taking place. And, you know, could could Jesus maybe have been, could see the future and he could see all of this mass media and, you know, the internet and YouTube and podcasts and every person, you know, claiming to have some special um, knowledge. And I, I think, I think um, there is Jesus saying, hey, you know, we're saying, you know, you can go to the Bible. The, mm-hmm. the Bible can give us that, that solid base, that foundation to, to help us mm-hmm. kind of wade through all of this information and kind of say, well, what is true? What isn't? And so, so, so yeah, but that's the, that's the climate we're living in. It's fake news everywhere, you know. Mm. Um, well, you know, Pastor William, be quite honest with you. I hear stories like, um, you know, this is happening over here and the Pope's doing this and this is all happening, which is science. But they are just signs of things. These are things that are going to happen. It right. does not worry me what's happening in the background. The thing is, is to, is to get the word out, to spread yeah. the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, 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 you know, we live in these times as there was, I mean, John, John warned about this for the last days. I think there's going to be an increase, like you said, in deception uh, of what the Bible actually says about okay. things. Because it says in 1 John 4, 1 and 2, it says, the spirit clearly says that in la- later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through uh, liars whose consciences have been seared as with a, a hot iron. So these are people who believe, but now they have no conscience. They're not being guided by the scriptures. So I think that's really, really important. So the first one we've looked at is uh, we are sometimes a victor of deception. And the second one is that we can be among those who deceive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as people ever thought about that, you know, we're so worried about um, deception, about but being can dece- we actually <laughs> be deceiving yeah. people? Um, and sometimes, you know, um, this deeper deceiving is referred here to misleading people in the matters regarding the truth faith. You know, Paul speaks of a, of a lot of deceivers in Second Timothy three twelve to thirty. In fact, it says there. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil doers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and also being deceived. So these are, are, are evildoers, impost, imposters, if you like, uh, that are not converted, that are actually in the church. They actually go from bad to worse in the last days, but they will actually be deceived. But they're actually deceiving people, but they're also still being deceived. They're still going further and further and further into the quagmire. Um, so it's interesting that, um, yeah, that we, all of us, can actually be uh, deceiving people by not staying close to to scripture and probably if you could bring that to you know today as well uh, people could be reading things watching things online listening to their particular uh, speaker uh, you know saying some things and if we're not careful um, we could be led down a a, a path of you know uh, fables and and lies and deception you know um 
So, and I think it just keeps coming back to what the Bible's saying, and I'm loving what you're doing, Eric, is you're mentioning that the Bible spoke about deception. Jesus spoke about it, and he spoke about it very clearly in Matthew chapter 24, as you mentioned there. Yeah, and um, a lot a lot's to do with um, checking out who who is um, who's talking about the scriptures. You know, knowing their background and and their past record of of, of things. And I think sometimes we don't check out enough. And once sometimes when we get on a thought process of uh, a doctrine within the Bible, we kind of tend to go down that line and ignore all the other arguments against it. And and that that I think is a um, is a is a worry, but you know deception is caused about to start off is actually caused about by sin, and and the changing of the mind. Um, right. Psalms fifty two one to five says, "Why do you boast of evil, you wicked man? Why do you boast all day long, you who are disgrace in the eyes of God, you who practice deceit?" Your tongue plots destruction. It's like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to the everlasting sun. So I was talking about those who practice deceit, who who are caught up in in an evil way, but still follow, try to follow the scripture, and uh, and to lead others into yeah. it. You know, um, and Matthew eighteen six has a. Jesus declared there uh, quite a warning. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Right. So there is a lot here where we can actually deceive people by going down the wrong track ourselves. And I often wonder if Christ uh, came into our churches or just appeared before us, uh, how, how close have we got it to him? Yeah. Uh, have we put, got some things wrong? Are we given the wrong emphasis on certain things? So uh, uh, that's a worry. Um, and the third one, quickly, was um, the final category is perhaps the most troubling of all. It's the middle ground between a vict- being a victim of deception and a victimizer. It is that middle ground where we can convive in deception, where we allow deceivers to speak to us, but we don't rebuke them for their deception. We ask them to tell us more. And Second Timothy 4.3 is the one that says, For the time will come right. when people will not tolerate sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of mm. teachers to say what their rich ears want to hear yep. and will turn away from the truth. So these are people who want to hear yes. what their lifestyle is as a Christian that have moved away from the truth and yeah. error. Mm. And I think that's really, really important. So we're going to go to break in just to tick. Um, you know, yeah. So you've got three kind of big ideas to consider. that, that This idea of deception, yep. that we could be deceiving people mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us. <laughs> and yep. then you're saying this, this third idea is that um, – we, how did you put it? We, we are victims to it? We're kind of a, a, the middle ground between a victim of deception and a victimizer. It's a middle ground where we can okay, in that in that deception, where we're sort of caught between the two, okay. but we still connive in it. We still, we, we still gather around people who are still deceiving us because we want to hear what they say. We don't do anything about um, staying away from those things. Yeah. Um, so we're sort of caught up in the middle ground yeah. where we're, we're struggling to be friendly with those who don't believe, 
and yet we're caught up in, in doing some of those practices. Right. And, and there's actually a few texts when we come back from the break okay. to talk about that. Yeah. All right, hold that thought, Eric. We're going to have to go to a quick break. But before we do, we're going to um, we go, I want to just uh, announce our free book offer again for today and for the rest of this week. Um, we have a book entitled The Truth, The Whole Truth, and Nothing But the Truth by uh, George R. Knight. If you would like a copy, please text the code word SA35. There's no space between that so SA35 text that code word through to 0488 one more time um, SA35 that's the code word uh, text it through to our uh, number here in the studio 0488 one and we would love to give you a free copy of this fantastic book uh, free of charge as our gift to you so don't go away we've still got a little bit more to come you're listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time Big Q&A
was Yet Not I, But Christ In Me by City of Light. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Pastor Will here and my co-host Eric Hoare is the Bible worker for the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministries here in beautiful South Australia. Uh, if you just tune, tune in, uh, we're on the tail end of our program today. The theme for this week is truth in an age of fake news. And today, Eric and I have been looking at the question, what did the New Testament teach about deception? And we've been having a fascinating journey into the scriptures, uh, seeing what Jesus said about deception. And um, it's creating a bit of a picture for us that uh, the Bible actually does have quite a bit to say about it. So, Eric, in the remaining time that we got today, um, how would you like to round out um, some closing thoughts and uh, things to share with our listeners today? Yes, we're just talking about the third point about uh, deception and um, sort of in the church and what happens is we kind of um, still enjoy uh, going more into sin without actually realizing it like weakening down the truth if you like and still allowing us to be guided by de- deception I mean it talks about it First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three to 34 says do not be misled bad company corrupts good character come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning for there are some who are ignorant of God and I say this to your shame now Pastor William you know I go out and have Bible studies yes. with people doing all sorts of things as uh-huh. I do I'm a sinner as well so we're, we're all there together as sinners and um I know a couple of my good mates were converted because a evangelist went into a pub and uh, evangelized and you know uh, took Bible studies in a pub. I know right. of a I know of a uh, bartender who actually owned the pub and his uh, his helper there, a lady there, good friends of mine, Nicholas from New Zealand. And um, Pastor Billy Otto used to go into the pub and he'd share the Bible with oh. them, and they were converted. And I remember him standing up one time uh, in Christchurch after a mission and, and baptizing them. And up there was the barman on one side and the barmaid on the other, and Billy Otto in the middle. What what a power wow. of, the, of God that was! Yep. So we are we're to go into these places, but when we know and have the understanding of evil, there are places we shouldn't be at. Right. We shouldn't be at places that we are drawn to from our past. The old man has not yeah, died. Yeah. There are things on television we shouldn't be watching because we know that when we go down that path, it draws us away from us. Sure. That's what he's talking about here. Yeah. He's not saying don't go and mix with bad company. We're all bad. We're all sinners. Yeah. You know, and uh, and this is talking about that. That you know, uh, do not bad company corrupts. You know when you're in a bad place. Yeah, yep. Leave it. You know, withdraw from it. It's like being a smoker and giving up cigarettes and hanging <laughs> around people that are smoking. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Uh, but he wants the light to be out there sharing it. But then there are times when this is talking about here. And the other one is Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Jesus answered them, you are deceived because you don't know the scriptures or the power of the Lord. Wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. So there's a love for the truth that will stop us doing these things. Beautiful. And so, you know, deception can hit us. And I think sometimes, Pastor William, I think sometimes we can be, de- we, we surely are deceived without knowing it because a counterfeit or an idea, yeah. you could recognize it for what it was if you could see it properly, but because it's a counterfeit, it yeah, closely it looks resembles like the, yeah, exactly. the real, as we know, you know. Well, you and I can't tell uh, a $5 note 
often whether it's real yeah. or not, but an expert can. Right. Somebody who studied about it can. And, and this is what the Bible talks about. It talks about in First Corinthians 15, it says, um, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. And this is Paul talking. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. One, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Two, that he was buried. And third, he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And then it talks about him appearing. Those are the basic things of belief. Yeah. And when we believe that and know Christ and know his character, then we're drawn into that. We have love for the others like no other. And we've talked before about hatred and the, that, that can, that's going to abound and that will grow and cause division. We need the love of others that we can accept each other. And this right. is the big thing that, that deception is dis- dividing us. We are deceived into thinking something that seems so important yeah. that really all you have to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the, the thing. And then you can be baptized. The other right. things come afterwards, the growth and all that. But we try and accept people before they, mm. you know, um, we don't accept them until they've changed. Yeah. Christ says that's not right. We need them there amongst us. The doors should be flung open, let everybody in. And then, you know, and then the growth starts, you know. Uh, so to me, I really think that deception is abounding in our churches today. I think yeah, there's absolutely. And I think that people are falling away through what's happening now more than ever. I've seen it. I've seen people not come to our church because right. of divisions, because this is created. And it's so sad to see yeah. that this is happening. One side will say they're right, and then the other side will say they're right. But I would say to get it on your knees and to accept one another, to say, look, we're sorry, and study the Scriptures, because really it's a doctrine of Christ mm. that is the most important thing, and to share the yeah. Word, you know, because we're being drawn away from sharing the Word. Yeah, and, and also just to add as well, um, you know, because the question we're looking at, uh, the theme is truth in an, in an age of fake news. Mm. Um, I'm reminded what, what Jesus says also, um, Eric, in the Gospel of John, he says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. And so here is Jesus, according to Scripture, he claims to be the truth, capital T, and then he expounds in the Gospel of Matthew certain things that would happen towards the end of time, earthquakes, famines, you know, all this stuff, and in the midst of it, he talks about deception. So I guess for our listeners today, I'm kind of just asking the question, where is their source, where do they turn to for their source of truth? Like, what is truth? Because uh, truth in today's culture is very uh, relative. It's it's subjective. Like your truth, Eric, could be different to mine. And, you know, you talk to various people that you know on the streets and in our world today and in our, you know, in, in just everyday folks. Um, truth is so very subjective. It's almost like, well, we create truth in a sense for, for so many people. But here is Jesus saying that he is the truth. Mm. And, and what we're trying to communicate is Hey, um, the Bible talks about deception and we don't want anybody to be deceived. You know, like we wouldn't want to, like, for instance, me and you, Eric, in the studio, like no one in their right mind would say, Hey, put up their hand and go, you know what? I'm going to wake up today. I want to watch something because I want to be deceived today. Like no one thinks like that. No. Yet that's how, that's how deception and scammers and they, 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 they spend time on how to get you to click this and, you know, to deceive you for your money or whatever it is that they're trying to get out of you. And that's that's the culture we're living in. And Jesus, you know, the Bible says that we don't need to be deceived. 
No. That, and the thing is, too, uh, Timothy three sixteen to 17 yes. says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, doing the right thing. For reproof, you know, when we do things wrong to put us right. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, that I the men it. of God may be perfect or made mature through furnishing good works. And I would say that whatever we are caught up in today, that if it's taking you away from the love of others, from the love of Christ, we need to get back into the Scripture. Yeah. We need to accept people for who they are, and we need to grow together. We've got, we're all going towards the same God, and yeah. we love God, and He loves us. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, hey, listen, um, Eric, we're going to have to just... Um, we're going to have to stop there. Our time is up. And, um, you know, we want to just appeal to our listeners. Keep tuning in for the rest of the week here on Drive Time BQ&A. Um, tomorrow's uh, our presenters is our good friends Fabiano and David. Uh, please tune in tomorrow as they look at the question, do all religions lead to the same end? And you won't want to miss that. So please tune in tomorrow as uh, Fabiano and David take us through that uh, particular question. And uh, you won't want to miss that. Um, well, that's it from us here in the studio. We really look forward to having you join us tomorrow. Uh, so on behalf of Eric and myself and the rest of our fabulous Drive Time team, um, please remember the words of Jesus Christ. He says in the Gospel of John, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll see you next time. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace to jesus i surrender all to him i freely give i will ever love and trust him in his presence daily Turning back